Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. Police found 27 corpses. Australia's worst serial killer. Even though I didn't want to get in the car, I had to. With Amanda Howard and Robert McKnight. Hello there, I'm Rob McKnight. Welcome to a new edition of Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. We couldn't do this little show without the serial killer whisperer. That is, not just serial killer. She does more than that. She whispers to them. She's a criminologist and she's a best-selling true crime author. Hello, Amanda Howard. (laughs) Hello, Robert. How are you going? I suddenly realised I took the pause at the very wrong moment, the serial killer... Whisperer. <laughs> Very big distinction. Yeah, well, you've, you've seen me get pretty angry, so I, I think that might have been a Freudian slip there for a moment. I think anyone who listens to this podcast is uh, still surprised <laughs> I'm still alive, but uh, the way I annoy you, but that's probably why I moved to state away so that uh, I've got the safety of distance. Yep, yep. <laughs> now, Amanda, it's been it's been a bit hit and miss this season. And look, full apologies to our listeners. There has been a lot going on. From uh, uh, you know, there's been some medical issues, a lot of work. I have just not stopped. It has been crazy trying to record the episodes because there's a lot of prep involved in them. Uh, there's also the record, the post production, and the simple fact is, yep. with it being video as well, that's another dimension. But we like to get them right. So I would just like to say. Sorry to everyone for the delay and thank you for your patience. We really do appreciate it. Um, But Amanda, talking about busy, 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 you've got another event coming up. I do. So um, I have the museum uh, going to be at Parramatta Jail on October 29th. So we're doing a big Halloween theme event and um, I'm bringing all of my serial killers with me as well as a whole stack of um, Halloween focused things. So I have a whole lot of artwork from serial killers who likes to do Halloween stuff. So um, we've got some whole new products to come as well as you can also get your photos done with Gacy like everyone loves to do. And I'll have Dharma and Jim Jones and a few others with me this time, which is different to the last event we did. Now I'm just bringing my serial killers with me. Uh, speaking of Jeffrey Dahmer, <laughs> he's obviously, there's a big new show on Netflix, which is uh, doing very, very well. But some of the families have come out saying that they weren't consulted about this Netflix special, even though Netflix is trying to say that they were doing it respectfully. And they're saying it, it comes back to that age old debate. Should we be glorifying serial killers? What's your take on that? <laughs> Well, this seems to happen every single time that one of these films comes out or a documentary, but it's it's part of um, news and so it's also part of public record. So I know the families get upset because there is this glorification because these people just become 
victims. They become, you know, a, a decapitated head, a a severed torso, and all of this sort of stuff. So I totally understand where they're coming from. But at the same time, Netflix likes to make a lot of money, and this is a good way to do it. When we've got Evan Peters doing a Ryan Murphy film or, or, or TV series um, with a very popular set serial killer, the amount of people that are talking about this, we're going to see more. We're, we're going to see yeah. a, a Gacy, a Bundy. They're going to do all of these sorts of things because we saw the Zac Efron Ted Bundy and that went crazy and Ryan Murphy actually does true crime really well like um that there wasn't a hoo-ha when he did a um the Versace case there wasn't um a, a big effect when they did the OJ case mm -hmm. so it's quite interesting that this one is actually bringing out more hate but I think it's because people are so repulsed and people that don't know serial killers but know me and so sort of watched it so they could talk to me because that's basically all I talk about um they're shocked and they go oh my god he's the most depressed killer there's ever been blah 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 it's like yeah no he's not even in the top 100 if you ask me but um <laughs> i know a lot more <laughs> that than just dharma but this is where um i think our mass saturation is coming so i think uh we're going to get to a point where there's nothing else to tell in these but cases crime has and been mass saturation for a long time and the fact that you just mentioned it netflix are going to make a bucket load of money well that's why people are making this there's an appetite for this yeah. information and people like to know what's going on yeah, but we need to get some diversity happening because, yes, we know Bundy, we know Gacy, but we know Kemper even these days, um, Dharma, all of those. But well, we need to talk about people like Bob Well, that's why we have this podcast and videocast, Amanda, <laughs> so that we get the diversity. So, yes, you get the big names, exactly. but you also get the cases you don't know about. That's the beauty of Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. <laughs> That worked well. <laughs> I sounded like a used car salesman. All right, let's get on to today's case because 59-year-old James Appleton, a Kansas native, was described as a bright and caring man. He had learned the trades of carpentry and electrical and worked in both fields for many decades before taking a role with the Gateway Rural Authority in Arkansas, where he would lose his life on February 23, 2017. That fateful day, James was sitting in his truck talking to a family member when a car pulled up beside him. A man got out of the car and after a quick chat, aimed a gun through the window of James's truck and pulled the trigger before getting back into his own vehicle and speeding away. Paramedics were called to the scene within minutes, but James had died from the close-range gunshot wound to the face. James's brother-in-law, having heard the gunshot over the telephone call, rushed to the local police station to find out what had happened to James. Though James's killer fled the scene quickly, his prominence in the local community of 400 residents meant he was soon identified. Grant Harden had risen through the ranks of the local police units, reaching the lofty role of police chief in Gateway before retiring and taking an easier role in the correction system at Northwest Arkansas Prison. On the evening of the murder, James Harden was brought in for questioning. Amanda, before we begin though, you always say never talk to police as they are experts in interrogating suspects. So surely Harden, being an ex-chief of police, should do well against other police officers. I'm looking forward to seeing how this one plays out, I'll tell you. <laughs> Yes, this is a very, very interesting case. And so I was dying to do this one because, yeah, you're told to not talk to the police. And here he is. We're about to go into his interrogation. So it's going to be interesting to see how experts go against experts. Mm. Well, we begin with the interrogation room. We have Harden centre of the screen and facing the camera. So I like that because we can actually see 
what's happening in our video feed. That is going to help us, I'm sure. He's wearing a brightly coloured shirt. His back is to the corner of the room and he sits just a short distance away from the table. Detective James Chamberlain goes through a few little things at first, asking if he's left or right-handed and acknowledges that Harden is a colleague on the thin blue line. A few moments later, another officer enters the room before Chamberlain reads Harden his rights and then asks Harden to go through his day. Okay, um, here's the thing. I want to talk to you about what, what you've done today, okay? Um, can you just take me through when you woke up this morning to when you got stopped by the police out there in, in uh, what's the name of that road that you're on? I'm sorry, I'm going to drop Game Ridge. I'm not going to say anything after I've been rid of those rides yet. Okay, why, why don't you want to talk to me about your day? I don't know what's going on. I am kind of sickly <laughs> to, uh, to what I'm here for and things. Okay. So you don't want to explain what you've done today? Did you? Um, is there a reason behind that? You were at me my rights, and I don't know why. And so, what was the first thing said? I have the right to remain silent. Okay. So you're telling me that you don't want to talk to me right now? Well, that's today's episode done. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next... No, I'm only joking. <laughs> Amanda, he's chosen to remain silent, which you would have expected. But interestingly, he needed to be prompt about the right to remain silent. I find that interesting. It is that um, he wants to sort of plead the fifth, but at the same time he's saying, sorry, what was those words? Like, who doesn't know you have the right to remain silent? Yeah. I mean, that's like We've all number seen American one in movies. every crime show. <laughs> exactly. And they do say it in other countries, and we do do it here, but uh, it's slightly different wording, but everyone knows you have, have the right to remain silent. Um, but it's interesting because he hasn't fallen into their first trap, and that is he isn't providing himself an alibi for what's happened today because he's saying, I don't know why I'm here so I'm not going to give you a day. So he knows that if they say to him, oh, what did you do today? And he goes, I did this and I did this and I did this and covered himself, then they go, well, that's a lie. So he hasn't done that first trap. So he's he's skipped that one. He wants to remain silent, but as you can hear, he's still talking, um, but he's refusing to admit to anything. He's refusing to discuss anything until they tell him why he is there. And his body language is interesting. When you watch the video, he seems very stiff. His hands on his thighs, his legs apart. He's sort of in a brace position, it seems to me. Yeah, because what's happening is that he, he knows why he's there, obviously. Um, and he knows that what they're going to be looking for. So because he has these skills, he's trying to remain in a very... Um, unmoved uh, position so he's got mm -hmm. his hands as, as you said that they're on his knees and that's a position that he's going to take for most of this we are going to see it change a bit but he's just trying to remain in one position so he's not crossing his arms he's not leaning back he's not doing anything it's a very um stiff but very uh bland position to be in so he's not showing that he's comfortable but he's also not showing that he's absolutely terrified which he actually is yeah, I, I will tell you, just to see his stance and, uh, and some of the things that are going to happen going forward, it's worth the price of Patreon alone. So if you do want to get on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash mwmconfessions to see the video feed. It's the $25 feed. Uh, there's plenty of other options available as well. Or you can subscribe through Uscreen at mwm.uscreen.io 
for direct access to all of our videos. Okay, with Harden refusing to talk, Chamberlain and the other detective get up and leave. They do come back moments later, though. The other officer introduces herself as Detective Cordero, and Chamberlain explains that they just want to rule him out as a suspect. But then the game begins. I mean, or would you be willing to talk to me about your day knowing that I need to rule you out of something? Or I, I, I'm just, I'm at a loss here and I need to, I need to, I need to clear you from something. And if you didn't do anything wrong today, you have nothing to worry about. And that's kind of where we're, that's kind of where we're at. Well, Does that... I, yes, I, I would have liked to, but before yeah. the rights were read. So okay. not knowing what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, and you understand as a detective, we have we read those rights to everybody who comes in here. It's not just you, but when we interview, you know, kids and it's everybody. Once you come into our facility, we, we that's something we have to do. It's not something. Um, it's not just something we're doing for you. It, it happens to everybody that walks through this room and talks to us. Because, I mean, you know, it's just like anything else that we do. We have to we have to cover all of our bases, and that's what we did by by reading you those rights. So we need to know. I mean, does that make sense? Like, I, I don't. I know you've been a police officer for a while now, so you've got you understand, you know, how 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 everything works. And so I've got to rule you out as a suspect. And if I can't, you know, if I can't do that, then we're at a standstill. Does that make sense? Okay. So where, what happened today? Where like, can you walk me through your day about what happened today? I have to remain silent. Okay. On that. Okay. Are so you're telling. Right. Okay. So you're telling me you did do something today that was that was wrong, man. <laughs> is that what I mean? Is that what I'm getting at? I mean. I'm just. If, <laughs> what a great tactic. So Chamberlain is trying to get Harden to talk to deny any wrongdoing. Like, if you're staying silent, what did you do that you're guilty? <laughs> Yeah, it's a very interesting uh, tactic to use, and we do see it often, and often people want to defend themselves. It's, it's a natural instinct that we have that if, if someone wants to accuse us of something, we're going to deny it and we're going to say, I didn't do that, or no, I, I went out and did this today, so it couldn't have been me. But he, is, he knows that this is just another way of them trying to get him to say something at all. So, you know, if you're not talking, then we're going to assume that you're guilty. And he has said, no, I'm going to remain silence so you know it, you know he, he says oh we do this to every single person that that, that comes in here no they don't no they don't you know Man, they, it's a very, and we've seen it i was going to say it's a very the mood it's very tense though as harden really tries he's really trying not to say anything <laughs> Yeah, because um, he, he knows what's going on. And so he, he's he's trying to remain silent, but there is a sort of a Southern hospitality in him that he's just trying to um, uh, be polite and, and not ignore them. Um, but him, by saying anything, he's not remaining silent. And so he's, he's really quite tense. And as we can see, he is stuttering over his words. He can't even get a coherent sentence out because he knows what's going on. But he's just going to let this detective talk and just go from there. Mm, it really is a game of cat and mouse because of his history in the police force. He knows what they're doing. Uh, uh, 
Absolutely. And, you know, though he was a, a, a police detective and police chief, this isn't something that he probably did. So I don't think he appears to be what one of those detectives that would ah. have done this sort of interrogation. So gotcha. I, I'm not sure of his exact history and, and roles, but he doesn't seem to be as well equipped as these two detectives are. Understand. All right. So the two of them fluff around a bit as Harden tries not to say anything wrong and Chamberlain tries to play devil's advocate and tries bargaining with Harden. Okay. So you're, you just don't want to talk to me because well, what I, reason? I don't understand what uh, uh, they snatched me up out there and didn't really told me anything. I don't understand Okay. What, why I can't be told something, what's going on and, and, uh, Okay, so did you, I guess my question is this, knowing what I just told you, okay, I guess if it was me and I was, you know, if I was in your position, I'd be like, hey, James, I did this, I was at, or Grant, I did this, I was at, you know, here, 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 and here, and I would just be done with it, and that way you can get out of here, but at this point, like, I can't clear you from this because you could still be, potentially be a suspect. Does that make sense? Like, am I, I don't know if I'm not explaining it right or what yeah, was going on here. I just okay. have to, once the, once the rights have been read, I have to, uh, it says I have the right to be silent. Yes. Okay. I'm trying to get you out of here quicker, and you're just sitting here. Well, I'm not free to go then. No, you're not free to go. Why? Because I've got I've got to get to the bottom of an investigation. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been hilarious if Harden just stood up and walked out? Look, it must be difficult when you know the other person knows how to play the game, but I still don't think either of them have had a win yet. No, because Chamberlain knows that Harden is actually going to talk because of the way that Harden is currently talking. You know, he's saying, I, ha I have the right to remain silent and I'll do that. But we can hear that everything is so stiff and unnatural mm. that he's choosing every single word he says carefully. But there are some words that he hasn't said. But like what? He hasn't asked for a lawyer. Now, so I should have gone with my gut because I was going to say <laughs> to you, I was literally going to ask you, why hasn't he asked for a lawyer? <laughs> exactly. We know from here, my, my 101 in interrogation is don't speak and ask for a lawyer. That's, that's all that you do and you walk mm. out of there. He has the right to walk out of there. They haven't detained him, though. They've read him his rights. He isn't charged with anything. So he's actually literally allowed to walk out there. And so we've just seen him know that he has the right to walk out. And with Chamberlain saying, no, because I want to get to the bottom of something, too bad, mate. Too bad. Yeah. <laughs> you. You have no reason. <laughs> yeah, very true. Well, Chamberlain begins bargaining, trying to make Harden weigh up his options. A very serious criminal matter. Okay. okay. Right now you're a potential suspect in that. Does that make sense? I, I don't understand why I'm a suspect. No. Well, 
that's for me to know for you to tell me why you're not a suspect. Oh, okay. That seems to be going from buddy, buddy to that's for me to know and you to find out. Uh, it's a bit like primary school in some ways, Amanda, but it's it's amping up. It is, but they still have nothing to go on. They haven't told him anything. Usually they say, you know, oh, we just want to know what you did this evening, you know, let's let's pin things down. But because he's not talking, though he is, um, they have nothing to sort of question him on because though they have eyewitnesses to this and they haven't mentioned that yet and I'm sure they will, um, they have no motive so there's no link between these two people. So they have, you know, it's not like, oh, there was a rivalry going on or he cheated with his wife. There's nothing. No one has any other sort of gossip that is involved in this case. So they just know people saw him shoot this guy and without him saying anything like that, they have nothing to sort of go mm. on except for these eyewitnesses and eyewitness testimony isn't always that great. So it's just interesting that, you know, it's for me to know and you to find out, I mean, that's sort of where you get to several hours, not 10 minutes into a, a, a an interrogation. Uh, is there a reason they won't say a man is dead and witnesses have put you at the scene? Um, yes and no, because uh, they want to they want to catch him. They want him to make up his story before they go into it because, as we said, this is a ex-police chief. So he knows the game. So he knows that they know that he knows that they know kind of thing. Yeah. And so they, they don't want to give him any hints or clues. So they will want to catch him up. Because if they say, you know, this happened at 5 o'clock this afternoon, he'll go, well, I was at a restaurant with my wife. And then literally they have nothing and, they, and he can walk out because there's no physical evidence to put him there. So yeah. it's just interesting that they're playing it this way. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay. We've heard a lot from Chamberlain, but now Cord Cordero is jumping in. But Chamberlain is sort of still jumping in. It gets very messy. Have a look. This is your time to kind of help us help you. Okay. Tell me this. Uh, I, I do you do apologize on the front no. end. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not mad at you. I am okay. going to exercise my right to be silent. Okay. So is just tell me this. I know you're a police officer before, right? You're you're a police officer in in Gravit. I mean, not Gravit, but in Gateway. It's an easy yes or no. I'm being silent. Well, I can see that. Where do you live at? We can do this all night. I mean, it doesn't bother me. You're going to continue to be a suspect until I find out otherwise. Okay. I'll be back in a minute. 
He's playing hardball. This is what you want people to do in an interview, isn't it? It is. This is what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to say, no, I'm not answering anything. I'm I'm using my right to remain silent. You know, we know that he wants to answer these easy questions. He wants to say, I was out with my wife tonight. But he's not going to give those answers because then they start to use it as a yardstick against truth and lies. And, and, and this is where things get tricky and this is where most people fall up and he hasn't. So, you know, and, and we have to remember that the Miranda rights, uh, you have a right to remain silent. Anything you say will be used against you in a court of law. It doesn't say, um, and it will help you get off. Anything you say will be used yeah. against you. So he knows to shut up about everything. He's told him his name and that's it. That That's all he's going to do. He's not going to talk to these officers. And so they aren't used to this. And so they really have nowhere to go because usually <laughs> people start talking and filling that space, but he's not. Okay, so both officers leave Harden alone. He remains in the same position for a while before he gets up and walks around, before deciding to ask another officer to find the detective so he can go home. But interestingly, the conversation with the officer who is off screen actually goes better than what the detectives have achieved so far. Or something. 
Stickly? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm. I mean, you. You said that you, you know, didn't want to say nothing. So, yeah. and like I said, they. I would love to give you the information, but that's oh, way above my pay grade. Oh, you know no. how that works. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. No. So I try to be good to you. You know, right. get you what you need or whatever. So. Well, okay. I just need to go if they're through. Okay. Okay. I'll let them know. Okay. Do you need anything else? Uh, no, I'm fine. You sure? Thank you. Yeah. You sure? <laughs> oh, but. Okay. But I just. Uh, interesting on a number of fronts because he's trying to use the junior officer to get information to confirm. He obviously is assuming why he's there, but he also doesn't yeah. want, in my mind, Amanda, to assume that that is why he's there because maybe there's some small percentage of a chance that he's not there for the reason he thinks he's there. Yeah, and this is where you can play the are you guilty card and and what happens you know you can do this with your children you ask them to confess to something and they will jump to the conclusions of what mm. they've probably done wrong it's a very good tactic especially with teenagers my kids have learned because i've done it many times and caught them out um and so and so that's what he's, he's he's trying to do here as you said but it's so crazy that i i, I think that, that this young officer should get a promotion to be a detective from this because yeah. he just got so much more in that quick chat than they have so far in like half an hour of interrogation it's so lovely to watch and like you, you know you walk into that room that camera's going everything's being recorded that officer who's just yeah, so in in the door I, I, that's what i wanted to ask you about does this um uh suspect harden think that it's not official unless the detectives are in there does he think that um that yeah. it's off the record in a way yeah, he kind of does. So, you know, he's he's just thinking that he's having a conversation. But this officer has asked him questions. Like he goes, oh, so you're m m married, right? But he'd already said that um, your wife's got to come and pick you up. So he's he's confirming things that he refused mm. to answer to the others. It's just absolutely crazy how easy that was. And this is because this kid is a, a young police officer, obviously, wicked here. He was the one who picked him up from his home and bought him here. So he had built a kind of rapport plan the I'm just doing my job that's above my pay grade all of that sort of Classic stuff line. and so it, 
Yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing. And he has done so much more just standing there chatting that, than the others have. And it's it, it shows them that's the way they're going to get him to talk. They're going to have to go down the polite route and, you know, the southern hospitality I will keep using and people complain about that. But but you know what, what I mean, you know, that, um, you know, I'm a kindly yeah. gentleman and all of that. And I think this is where what he's trying to do to prevent his fight or, or, or flight re responses to happen he, you know he had to get up to get some of that energy out so he wants to go to the bathroom he wants to leave because he wants to get out of there because yeah, he, as absolutely. you said he's feeling sickly and so mm. so they know that the pressure's on so they need to see what they can do yeah. Well, Chamberlain then returns, noting that Harden had spoken to the desk officer. Let's see how that plays out. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not ready for you to go yet, so you're not going to be able to go. I've got other things that I'm doing right now. So okay. did you need to talk to me or did you, like, what was the deal? Uh, I just went up. I was gonna go. Oh, you're not gonna go. Okay, yeah, no, you're not. But I'm waiting. Okay, thank you. Oh no, you're not gonna go. You're not going to go. Short, but not so sweet. No, it wasn't. And but he hasn't learned that that's not what's going to work with him. If you're going to come with with fists flying, Harden's going to shut down and not speak to you. He goes, no, I want to go home. You know, that that actually puts him into a more of a comfort zone because then it's a powerful struggle and it's about him being a detective, him being ex-police chief, and he's not going to stand for shit like that. You know, whereas the young cop was polite and gentle and he spoke. So, you know, mm. Chamberlain thinks he's going to get this massive confession that he's going to come in and play bad cop, but it's not working and it's not going to work. Yeah, well, after leaving Harden alone for a substantial amount of time, Chamberlain returns again for round four, and Chamberlain tries the tactic of talking about Harden's wife and daughter. All right, you wait long. Okay. Um, that's all right. Uh, Detective Cordero is talking to your wife right now. I talked to her a little bit. So I've kind of got a timeline of where you were and where you weren't today. Um, I'm not... We all know what happened, okay? My thing is, I'm trying to get your side of the story, okay? I'm, I don't want... I'm trying to think of how to, to word this delicately. I'm not trying to get you in any trouble. I'm not trying to get her in any trouble, okay? You've got a little daughter, 16, who needs her parents, okay? I know what was said at dinner time. I know, I know everything. Okay, I need your side of the story. Okay, I don't know if you've had a problem with this guy for a while, or and this was an accident, or you maliciously chasing down, or, or what happened. But if I don't get your side of the story, I won't ever know. Okay, you know, I know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. I wouldn't be talking to them right now. So I, I want to give you the opportunity to tell me what led up to what happened today. And if I 
came across as being rude or upset or whatever earlier. I'm sorry. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just you're fine. I'm just trying to gather facts. Sure what happens or what's going on. Okay. But uh, I just have to invoke my my right. Okay. So you're telling me that you don't you don't want to give me your side of the story. That's what you're telling me. That I've got to I've got to I've got to put together what your wife has told what me, saying, what the crime scene's told me. I mean, what I'm saying is, I have the right to remain silent. That's true, you do. I'm not saying I don't want to tell you anything or anything or help you guys or anything. I'm okay. just saying, right? I um, you told me I had the right to remain silent. That's true, I did. Just because I told you have the right to remain silent doesn't mean you have to remain silent. I, I know, but uh, apologies to you. No, you don't have to apologize. apologize to you. No, I, you don't need to. I, no, you don't. I uh, well, it's my right to remain silent. Okay, and that, and I'm telling you that's your right. But at the same time, if I don't. If you don't walk me through what happened and why it happened, then there's no way for me to get, it's like this, it's like this. You're writing a book, right? You're writing a book. You got chapter one, you got chapter two and chapter three. Chapter one is what happened today, what started out today, how your day started. Chapter two is what led up to the incident. And chapter three is you telling me about what happened to lead you up to that. Because I don't have any of that information. I know you went to eat, uh, you know, out tonight. I know what you said at dinner. I know that you went to Lowe's afterwards. I know, I know everything, but I don't know what caused the incident. I, I don't know. And if I don't know that, I've got to assume the worst. And I don't want to assume the worst. I don't. That's not my job. That wasn't your job, right? That wasn't your job to assume the worst. Your job was to go do a job, collect facts. I mean, you know what a police officer does. You know what a detective does. You've been that. I need this whole piece so I can collect it all. Because if I've only got bits and pieces, it makes you look really, really bad. Really bad. And I don't want to do that. I don't. I don't want. I don't want you to look bad. And I don't know if you think I'm trying to, to trick you or, or do whatever. But if I don't collect all the the pieces that I need, I can't get your side of the story. And that's the issue that I have. And I don't know what. I don't know what's holding you up. I don't know what's holding you up from telling me your side of the story. You just you just don't want to tell me your side of the story. I'm just I'm just silent. I, no, I get that. I, I understand that. Like that part you've made completely clear. You've told me several times. No, I just I just don't want to remain that way. Okay. I guess I'm having a hard time understanding that. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I, you know what? There's no reason for you to be sorry. I think I think later on you're. There may be a reason for you to be sorry, but it's not right now. You talking to me and trying to get your, me trying to pull the truth out of you, 
is that's no reason to be sorry. Do you realize that you're looking at some very, very serious charges here? No, I okay. don't know that. Okay. Well, you are. I can tell you that much. And if it was an accident, it was an accident. And that's all it was. But if you intentionally went out to hurt somebody, that's a whole nother story. It's a whole nother story. Okay? I'll let you think about it. I'm, I'll give you one more chance here in a few minutes, and I'm not, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. I'm not telling you that. Well, what happened? You know what happened. I'm not going to sit here and play games with you. I'm not. I, I know. I know. You know. We have witnesses that put you there. The two cars that drove by. Look, man, I'm not. I, I just want to know why it happened. Okay? You realize you did it right in front of somebody. Well, no, you let them get around you, but they they physically ID'd you. Like I don't, I, I don't. Look, man, I, I'm done telling you my side of the story. If you would like to talk to me about what happened and what you know what happened out there, then I'm fine with that. But if not, I'm I, I'm going to sleep good tonight, regardless of whether you want to talk to me and tell me what happened or not. I don't think you will. Honestly, I don't think you will. Okay? Think about it for a few minutes, and I'll come back and get you. Well, I think Chamberlain screwed this up big time. He's literally told Harden everything he wanted to know. He's even told them the amount of evidence they have, that he was ID'd, that he, you know, seen at the crime, told him he's pretty much laid out his brief of evidence, and Chamberlain hasn't given him a damn, sorry, Harden hasn't given him a damn thing. I oh, know it's 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 so great. I love how um I love how Chamberlain's going right. I'm going to walk out this door and that's it. And you know, and then he stays for a, a bit longer and keeps talking. I'm going to leave. You know, this is the last chance. That, you know, you're not going to get any further than this. I'm going to sleep well tonight. You know, this is your last chance. I'm walking out the door. And he just kept doing that for seven. I'm counting minutes. to five. Was... One, <laughs> two, three, four, four and a half. Point three quarters. <laughs> Come it, on, this is your last it. chance. <laughs> yeah, um, Chamberlain has no idea where he's going with this. And like you said, you know, there was a witness who saw you. Someone drove their car around you. They saw your weapon. They saw you. Like, yes, we know this, and and Chamber and Harden did know this, and now he knows it completely. That that's the that's the crime they're actually talking about because there is a twist yes. in this case but it's but it's just so interesting that he's going yeah no i'm going to be silent you know he's he's tried every every card he has and nothing has worked to make harden talk to chamberlain chamberlain has just blown it you know like he might as well drop his pants and bend over the table like <laughs> uh, harden has had his complete way with him um anyway Chamberlain does return, but this time with Harden's wife and their teenage daughter, who both hug Harden before they leave the Brenton County Station. Harden gets a bathroom break and a drink. He asks for the aircon to be made a little warmer. He's just like, he's, if he's intimidated, he's, he's not showing it. But then Cordero, <laughs> she comes in. She enters and tries a very different approach. So when you went back inside, did you have some, like, was there time in between you guys leaving, or did you leave pretty quickly? I don't, I don't remember. 
Christian. Playing the seed and going inside and playing the game. Um, do you remember about how how long of a time it was before you left? Yeah. No. Do you ever go back outside? I don't know. Not remember. <clears throat> Did you go anywhere today? Did you ever leave the house today? Yeah, we went to. But well, besides seed. No. No. I don't know, maybe you got out and about. Is my mom and dad okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That I know if I haven't okay. talked to them, but I'm sure okay. I haven't heard anything. Yet. Did you see him today? Mm -mm. No. No. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't talked to him, but I haven't heard anything about your parents. Okay. Yeah, they, they look close to you, don't yeah. they? Yeah. When you were outside today, did you notice anything different or weird going on or hear anything? say there's no one size fits all to interrogations and we can now see that Chamberlain wasn't going to get anywhere with his bullheaded approach. Yeah, exactly. Because what we have now is we have Codera go in there gently, gently. She's sitting back. She's nice and calm. Um, and Harden actually sits closer and, and sort of leans forward towards her. So he feels better with her being in there because she's playing the, oh, I'm a junior officer. This is what I need to do to sort of talk to you. And, and she has a conversation. It's not interrogating. It is a conversation. And that's how this one is going to work. This is how we see that Harden... Uh, didn't want to stop talking to her because he says, you know, I don't want to feel rude. You know, I just, I just want to like answer your questions, but you know, with everything else is going on, you know, I just don't want to go there. And she's using that his seniority against yeah. her, her, um, junior um is is what he needs to do she made him feel like he was in control of, of the room whereas chamberlain when he's coming in this is it you know you've got to tell me i know what you've done i've got witnesses yeah. you know all all of this that wasn't going to work because harden just went yeah shut down but him sitting there he doesn't want to be impolite to the younger officer and that's how it worked we saw that when that young guy come in mm. that this is what is going to happen and so they knew that cordero has to go in and just kill time by chatting and and he's, and he he's an alpha he wants to be the big dog and so when another guy's coming in to be the leader of the pack he'll fight against that but with the young ones he's sort of like eh, you know i'm i'm like your uncle i'll teach you a few things yeah. about how it works and you know if they show respect he will be more inclined as you said to open up 
Yeah, I mean, Cordero even says about the time when she, when he was her chief, you know, and so like they sort of recognised each other a bit, and so and so yeah, the the, the alpha wasn't going to work, but Harden isn't um, intelligent enough to, to to play that role himself, but he knew from his own own time as a police officer up to a police chief how to play the game. He knows that he's just to shut his mouth and not talk, but mm-hmm. he gets caught off guard because of his own nature. And most of us are like that. We we don't want to sit there and say, yeah, no, I'm not going to say anything because then you appear like cold-blooded and then they can use that against you. So, you know, it's just a very tricky line that he, he had to traverse and he didn't do as well as he thought he was going to do. Yeah, well, it's interesting. There are a few more twists and turns with an amazing revelation right at the end of this. But you're going to have to wait until next week to find out about that because that's when we will continue with Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. And Amanda, the revelation that comes at the end, uh, there's actually multiple revelations, isn't there? There certainly is. There's a lot of twists and turns to come in this case. You know, I loved that we had one where we had a police officer going against a police officer, but uh, there is so much more to this case than, than what we've gone through so far. All right. Well, thank you, Amanda. We will see you next week on Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. And it will be, hopefully, in a week's time. (laughs) We'll get there, people. (laughs) Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 